Hey everybody, Brian Boyle here and welcome to Run Painless, Run Ageless. Today's a great day and welcome back. If this is your first time tuning in, I would encourage you to go back to episode one. You can take a look at, uh, you know, listen to my background, who I am, what the... Uh, what qualifies me to even talk about this stuff? Uh, you know, my background as a physical therapist and runner, and you know, and, and kind of the who this is for, who you know, what we're going to talk about. So, like I said, if you haven't gone listen to episode one, I highly encourage you. Episode one is a uh, is a short listen, uh, not too too long, and uh, and then you come on back and and get right into it. But today, I want to talk about the aging runner. So, the aging runner has specific needs that are different than say your high school runner and your runner in the 20s and 30s. So we're talking about the running that this aging, we're talking about maybe like the 40 plus group here now. Now, I hate to say that I'm now in this 40 group. Uh, you know, the uh, the master's division uh, used to be a, uh, you know, one of those that was so far off, man, when I was racing and things that competitively, master's was just so far off. Uh, I couldn't even comprehend it, uh, and now it seems like I'm om- almost further away from uh, you know from the, uh, the young bucks than I am to the uh, you know th- than I was you know when I was so when masters were so far away. So it's kind of crazy how the perspective is there. But you know we've already addressed the fact that up to 50% of runners do get injured each year, right? And unfortunately. We're talking about, as I said, those of us over 40, there are now 40% of runners estimated to be over 40, right? So, I mean, that's uh, that's almost getting up to half of all runners uh, are over the age of 40. And 5% are greater than 60, right? So, you know, if we look at that, so 35% are, are, uh, you know, between 40 and 60 uh, of the runners. So that's uh, that's you. That's who I'm talking to right now. This uh, this group of us that have, uh, you know, have, have certainly... Uh, you know, aged, but but don't want to go into the uh, into the sunset and, and out to pastures, so to speak. So, well, when we think about the aging runner, what ends up happening is we get a change in our physiology. So metabolism starts slowing down. Uh, you know, if we think about um, you know loss of range of motion because of stiffness, because of the change in the collagen. You know, that uh, if you think of beauty products, they said now collagen added. That's our connective tissue. They uh, think about the um, um, you know the skin of an orange, so you peel this orange back and you get that white stringy stuff that nobody likes. That's connective tissue. Well, our body has that same thing. We take the skin off, we've got this white stringy stuff, it keeps our nerves, arteries, veins, muscles intact, otherwise every time we, you know, we'd take our arm and we'd point, we'd have our, you know, everything kind of like a snow globe just kind of all over the place, Uh, but yet we've got this connective tissue. Well, that changes, that actually becomes more brittle. That's where uh, you know, the aging process, when we see it in our skin and we start to see wrinkles, it's because this collagen has broken down where it's become more brittle. Uh, you know, so the same thing happens, you know, uh, you know, within underneath the underlying and, and can change with our running physiology. Changes in strength. Uh, you know, we, we start having, uh, you know, losses in muscle mass and, uh, um, you know, muscle strength. So our bodies just aren't able to take up the, uh, the amount of beating, the repetition uh, like they could you know, previously. Now that's, you know, that's not to say that you can't stave off that with strength training, but, you know, if, if you did nothing more than, um, you know, just kind of go from decade to decade to decade and didn't increase your strength or maintain your strength, you're going to lose strength by about 10% each decade. Right. So, um, you know, think about a 70-year-old is going to be, if, if, you know, pound for pound, nothing else, they're going to be about half as strong as their 20-year-old self. So, 
you know, why is this important? Well, a couple different things. Not only is it because of the collagen, but, you know, also because of the muscle mass. You know, think about the fat pad in the heel. So we talked about stress fractures in the previous episode. Uh, the fat pad in the heel breaks down. So that fat pad is what protects the heel so that if you did try to barefoot run or uh, even just walking around barefoot, you can actually do that because of that fat pad. Well, we get changes in the fat pad. Well, when we get changes in the fat pad, Unfortunately, and this is years ago, people used to inject for, say, plantar fasciitis into the uh, into the bottom of the heel, and what it would do is it would just annihilate the fat pad. Uh, try walking on, you know, on your foot without a fat pad, and it's almost impossible due to the pain. That that cushion that's provided by that fat pad is. You know, it doesn't seem useful at the time, and you don't necessarily know that you need it until you don't have it, and then you realize how much you need it, right? That's that's the best way to put it. Um, you know, so that's certainly one thing that uh, that can have an impact in the uh, you know higher rates of running. So you know, again, if you're typically a heel striker and you've always been a heel striker, then we got to change your your strike pattern. We've got to change your your way of running. So these are the sorts of things that you know can't teach old dogs new trick is actually not true right we we can change that we can increase your cadence we can bring your uh you know your feet in a little bit so you land more midfoot rather than on the back of that heel so that again can help with uh, um you know with the uh, the changes that may occur there the one good thing about aging okay and the positive effect is is from the you know the uh, uh the running and the pounding uh, that it does increase bone density we we do know that uh, that bone does regenerate from actual you know kind of vibration and the impact okay um, you know there is a uh, there is an actual you know phenomenon that occurs because of that pounding and the increase in bone density all right but we need to dose this basically appropriately you you literally need to have this you know fine balance of what is too much versus you know too little so that's you know some other things to take into consideration. Um, you know if if you're thinking about stiffness in the joints, right? You know the the area that we typically see that becomes the most stiff is is the knee joint itself. Um, you know this stiffness unfortunately reduces the the uh, elasticity in uh, the muscles and the joints. You know slower running or uphill running, um, you know can help. To reduce any vertical displacement because of this stiffness, uh, you know, so we think about kind of this riding up and down versus gliding straight across. You're always more efficient when you're gliding straight across. If you see somebody that's a very efficient runner, they they look literally like they're just kind of gliding. They're they're going straight forward. Uh, if you see somebody that's very inefficient, think about almost like you know the uh, the old carousel where the animals would go up and down. And you see these runners that are just up and down and up. And down. So this vertical displacement is just wreaks havoc on efficiency and running. So, you know, if, if we do look at somebody's running efficiency, we look to see how much vertical displacement that they do have, right? Um, you know, more than two inches and, and you're really off off kilter. If, if you're seeing somebody that's at four and five inches, um, you know, they're, they're putting a ton of stress on these joints. And well, again, if you are an older runner and this is you and you have this vertical displacement, you're, you're literally up and down. The tough thing is that uh, you know you're going to put more impact onto these bones. So again, we talked about you know the fact that uh, uh, we become more rigid. Well, we can have issues. We can have issues with stress fractures. We can have issues with um, you know 
tendinopathy, tendinitis, uh, you know, just pain in general, um, you know, swelling, inflammation, that sort of stuff that, uh, that, that comes along with it. And, uh, you know, because of that, then, you know, then we set ourselves up for, for issues. So, uh, you know, obviously the, uh, um, you know, there's also a, uh, an issue sometimes with folks with their knees. When we think about the increase in stiffness, the, uh, sometimes this, uh, what will end up happening is we'll get hip weakness, which will then also cause the knees to kind of cave in. So the hip become weak, the knees become more knock-kneed. All right, you know, and, and then we, we get into a, uh, an issue with there. We were, could get some excessive wear on one side of the knee versus the other. Um, but, you know, again, is this enough to say don't do it? And I would say at this point, with all the evidence that I've seen, uh, you know, I had an orthopedic surgeon friend tell me uh, he knew I was a runner. This is when I just got into physical therapy school. He says, well... He says, uh, you'll be seeing me by the time you're, by the time you're 40. And he says, so just keep my number, you know, don't, don't, don't forget me. Right. Um, you know, and I, and I think that the old notion was that running was going to lead to these things. Uh, so far to date, there's been no conclusive evidence to say that, uh, uh, that you cannot run, you know, however long, you know, however far, however, you know, things again, as long as your training is consistent and is, you know, there is a level of um, conditioning involved with that. But the reality of it is, is that there's, you know, when we look at the overall benefits of running, okay, versus the risks that may come up, we still say it's night and day, you know, the, the, re- the benefits of running far outweigh the risks, uh, even in the aging runner, you know, the aging runner, right? So, you know, as far as cardiovascular conditioning, as far as bone density, uh, as far as just the, the ability to, to maintain, uh, you're going to be far better off running than not running just because you know, we're, we're aging on a daily basis. Um, so with that, I will leave it there. And if you've got questions, again, feel free to reach out. Brian, B-R-I-A-N at company5k. That's the number 5k.com. You can reach out to me by email. You can go to the website, uh, company5k.com. Check out uh, check out stuff there. The YouTube channel, The Mesh Tongue. It's M-E-S-H, Tongue as the uh, you know, it's the tongue of the shoe. If you look up tongue mesh, you'll see some interesting pictures, but that's not it. Look for the running channel. You'll see uh, you see the running shoes, the orange running shoes on there. Um, but yeah, if you've got anything, call into the show. Call you know, right back. And uh, until next time, we'll see you again. All right, take care. Bye.